Elon Musk says he has officially moved to Texas. Can you blame him? Ooh. An absolute anarchy continues in Portland after police were attacked and chased away by a mob trying to protect a foreclosed home. And then Biden announced his three-part plan in combating the coronavirus. So this should be good. <laughs> we got all that much more coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for Sarah Gonzalez. She's still out on maternity leave, but she is updating her social media. So you should follow her there. You can catch up on what she's up to, cute baby photos, the whole thing. They're amazing. So today's show, buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to be talking conspiracy theories and aliens and Pete Buttigieg is back on the scene. So we've got a lot of good stuff to cover. And thank goodness we've got Jason Buttrell here. Wait, what, why? Because conspiracy theories and aliens? Hey, I'm That's just what? saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's the head writer and chief researcher for Glenn Beck. So we know you're going to have a good, I some hot happened. takes on this yeah, stuff. I see what happened. <laughs> and then Kez Schaefer, the host of Crocs On. Thank you for being here. Your husband was with us yesterday. So this is yeah. like a great week. We get you oh, both. Oh, okay. Well, lucky you guys. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off talking about Elon Musk saying, bye-bye, California. I've moved to Texas. He gave an interview where he said, you know, hey, I, I have more than one home in Los Angeles, one in the Bay Area, but I have made the move. So let's take a listen. Are you really, are you relocating? Is it happening? And, and can you talk a little bit about uh, what's been troubling you in California uh, so much this year since you, since you mentioned Sure. Well, first of all, uh, uh, Tesla and SpaceX obviously have massive operations in, in California. In fact, it's worth noting that Tesla is the last car company still manufacturing cars in California. Uh, SpaceX is the, large, the last aerospace company still doing significant uh, manufacturing in California. So there used to be over a dozen car plants in California, and California used to be the center of aerospace manufacturing. My companies are the last two left. I want to emphasize, so that's a very important point to make. Um, for myself, yes, I, I, I have moved to Texas. Okay, so he personally has moved to Texas. He has not moved his company as of yet that we know of, but he's been pretty openly critical of California and their response to COVID-19. Um, he had been threatening you know, to move his company. He even called these stay-at-home orders in California fascist. He even tweeted at one point saying, take the red pill, making a lot of people think like, oh, he's a conservative now. So he filed the paperwork back in October to transfer his personal foundation from California to Austin, Texas, according to local records. And then his Space Exploration Technologies Corporation or SpaceX, they do have operations in Texas. Austin's so, a very conservative stronghold in Texas, by the way. <laughs> right. So do you think that it won't be very long before Silicon Valley follows his lead and starts moving everything this way? Well, some of them are so, like, they have their noses so stuck up in the air that I think that that kind of forbids them from travel. So I think most of them will stay in San Francisco because there's, like, this smug, you know, that I think they just love being part of the smug. Um, <laughs> but I do believe more, I'm just being, making a joke there, but I, there will be more that will move out. Hey, in Texas, we see this all the time. It's only just now that it's coming out in public a little bit more because larger names uh, and I'll get to a point here in a second, but Joe Rogan was one of them, right? He's like, ah, I can't handle it in L.A. I'm moving out here. Who did he say he was going to vote for? Bernie Sanders. Right. Like, how does that make any sense? How can you advocate for freedom and to condemn some of these politicians in California and say that is the reason why you're moving? Mm -hmm. 
I don't know uh, what Elon Musk is all about. By the way, that was an incredibly boring way to finally say he was, that's just how he talks. <laughs> I was like, get to it, and I'm moving. But he went, it took him 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't expect him to change his voting practices. I just don't. Mm. And like, it's happening in Texas nonstop. Move out, ask them why. I've got neighbors that moved out from California. I moved out from California. I was mm -hmm. born here, but I moved out there from, but um, they're like, oh yeah, we're moving to Texas. I'm like, why? Oh, you know, because taxes and you know or they don't actually don't say taxes they'll say oh you know it's just we can make more money out here mm -hmm. they'll, they'll do it that way and uh, I can keep some of my more of my money and more opportunities okay and, and then once November comes around they've got to vote for Biden or vote for whatever Democrat all in fact they're the most politically active in our communities with like 30 signs out there right they don't get it I don't know about Elon Musk personally. I, I don't know. Maybe he is a conservative. I don't know, but I don't expect it. I expect them to use, you know, the excuse of our freedoms here, right. take advantage of it, and then wonder at the, at the end of the day what happened after 20 years, and then they move on and destroy another state. Right. And plus, if, they, if he does, like, end up moving all his companies and everything to Texas, that comes along with all the employees from California who probably have very Californian ideas that are just moving with the company. Mm -hmm. So I think it, I mean, we even moved from California. Like I know, so everyone's like, what's it called, the great flight or whatnot. But it is a little bit nerve wracking, although people are recognizing that California and like these Democrat places are just like, oh my gosh, I can't live here anymore. It, it's just making the rest of the country blue if they keep moving all these same ideas also into these red states. Mm -hmm. it's, it, he's, it's funny he mentioned, you know, take the red pill. It's so hilarious. They still don't get red pilled when they move out mm. of the state. And when you, it's funny when you notice, it's, you live there. It yeah. is, the, the Democrats are very careful about not saying the words tax and middle class. Mm. In fact, they'll pull out all the charts to show you that, hey, we're not raising taxes on the poor or the middle class. It's only on the rich. But then they don't talk about the little things like state income taxes. Um, they don't talk about uh, taxes on like car insurance. Mm -hmm. It cost me like seventy-five dollars to re uh, to, uh, to to re-register my car every year here. In California, it was four hundred dollars. So every time that was a huge part. I was living paycheck to paycheck because of all the insane stuff you're paying for out there and the prices. Sometimes I was like, I'm going to have to be late on this. Mm -hmm. Those are the little things, and they don't even think about it. Yeah. They're just like, you know, whatever. They, they do not think about it. Right. But even though Democrats, if they win the election here, if Biden's president, if they say they're not taxing the middle class, mark my words, whether it's carbon tax, sugar tax, that's on the table, a sugar tax, mm -hmm. stuff like that, you will be losing more money. Oh, yeah. And even when, when Elijah and I, my husband and I, lived in California, when he first started his YouTube channel, he built the studio in our bedroom, and he got taxed on that of because course. he was working in his bedroom and it was like of we're course. laying in bed in the studios and the camera's <laughs> ridiculous like, we're getting taxed for this what in the world it's completely well in a sugar tax that's my whole diet well we're talking about ridiculous charges there's a new york lawmaker who's proposed enacting a three dollar surcharge on every non-essential package that's delivered via an online purchase in New York City. Perfect example. Yeah, Merry Which is Christmas. already, yeah, one of the most taxed <laughs> cities in the United States. So they're saying this new tax would alleviate financial constraints of the city's Metropolitan Transit Authority, which has forecasted a budget shortfall of more than $16 billion through 2024. So they're saying anything that's non-essential, because 
so many people order things mm -hmm. in New York City online, right? So they're saying delivery trucks and vans are a ubiquitous presence on our streets, weaving through our neighborhoods, double parking in bus lanes, oh idling outside gosh. of buildings day and night. Shopping online is cheap and convenient, but it also means more trucks clogging city traffic, slowing buses, spewing pollution, all of which have costs of their own. So... How elitist is that? I'm sorry, I'm not interrupting. That is that is insane. Boils my blood just hearing that. What he basically said is those damn truck drivers, those people <laughs> going to work and all those stupid jobs, you know, that are keeping the nation it's afloat. So inconvenient for me. Yeah, so inconvenient <laughs> for me. Like just tax them, get yeah. rid of them. Well, that's Ugh. what's so so striking. I think about the story is. During the pandemic, so many people have lost their jobs yeah. and have mm -hmm. been unable to afford rent or food. And lawmakers in New York suddenly think it's a good idea to charge people more money to get their packages. Like, is it any wonder that people are leaving yeah. New York mm -hmm. City? And, and, and not, only, uh, not only that, but it's some of these businesses, the only way they've been able to stay afloat right. is to go more online. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the only way. I, I've got a friend here in uh, Dallas, Texas. The only way they're keeping their, their restaurant alive right now is just going through like an Uber type service. Oh, wow. It's the only way. That's the only thing keeping them afloat. Now imagine if they're, like, literally, if you're in New York, where do you go? Like, you won't allow customers to come here. I'm not allowed to stay open. I go online. You charge me more money for it. It feels like mm -hmm. the government wants Americans to fail. It feels like they want Americans to not be successful in their businesses, not enjoy their life, pay for pay for convenience, pay extra for this, that, and the other. It's like they want us to be miserable and unhappy and to rely solely on them yes. for everything we want. Yes. It's like Reli reliance and subservience yeah. control. Yeah. It's what's wow. always been about with, with, with the left. I agree. Well, with this uh, proposal, they're saying it would incentivize New Yorkers to shop local and also said consumers should wait longer for their packages to arrive. What they said one of the benefits would be it would make you know big retailers like Amazon or Walmart rethink how they ship things and maybe wait a few extra days so they can ship all of an order together instead of, you know, maybe you order a, a lotion on Monday and they send that and then you order something else and the book arrives Wednesday. They're saying package all that together, even if it makes the consumer wait longer, that way it's better for the environment and we should all learn a little more patience. But the Nonpartisan Tax Foundation said a $3 per package uh, tax may hurt Amazon and Walmart indirectly. It's really a tax on the people mm -hmm. who benefit from the competitive prices and the convenience those and other online retailers provide. Yep. So uh, what do you think New York is going to look like in 10 years? It's you, getting scary. You're already seeing it. I mean, there's, uh, how many pictures have you seen like on Twitter of the moving vans, you know, all over the place? Uh, yeah. I, th I think it can only get worse. That's, I think it's hilarious. You're talking about like small businesses. They said it'll encourage people to shop local. You won't even let them open their shops anyway. Yeah. So, so. even if you do, it's at what twenty five percent capacity. Can you? Yeah. Even, that's why when you go into, I remember that was for, that was a couple weeks here, uh, or maybe even longer. And but a lot of the, even though they were they were allowed to open at twenty five percent capacity, most chose not to do it at all. Right. Because so now we're just going to do takeout because I can't afford to pay yeah. workers at twenty five percent capacity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and they know this. This is absolutely ridiculous. I I think that it will only get worse. Wasn't it? Um, was it? Goldman Sachs is one of the big banks was mm -hmm. moving to Florida, yeah. I believe. Wow. Yeah. That's insane that they would detach from the financial center of the world and get out of there and go to Florida because of how bad it's getting. That That is your glimpse into the future right there. Absolutely. So we just have a few minutes, but I want to talk to you about Portland. So the, the Portland police chief said Wednesday he remains greatly concerned about an area occupied by demonstrators. They're attempting to block the eviction of a black and indigenous family, explaining that 
They've stockpiled weapons, assigned armed guards, spray-painted threats to kill police officers at the so-called Red House on Mississippi Avenue, and we have a clip. So police were trying to protect the perimeter of the home so the homeowners could erect a fence, but the mob just kept growing larger and larger. Do you think the police have just completely lost control of the people in Portland? Yes. Haven't they also defunded the police in Portland? It's like th- those police officers looked genuinely scared and had absolutely no control. It's three of them against a whole mob. It makes me very nervous when I can't even rely on the police. Mm-hmm. Or, well, they can't, but... Yeah, it's not not good. Th- those those cops are heroes, straight heroes, um, because they're absolutely alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody has their back. Mm-hmm. Um, the mayor does not have their back. The city council does not have their back. The people like Antifa don't mm-hmm. definitely don't have their back. Um, who does support them? They're doing their job every day without any support. And when stuff like that, that, that just that really pisses you off to see that. Yeah. Um, and they're doing it because they know exactly what I just said. No one will get the back of the police. They can do whatever they want. And the police are like, what do I do? Do, do I respond? Like, he's threatening me. I can arrest him. But if I do, then I'm probably going to get sued by, by, by whatever group is waiting to sue me. Yeah, or beaten up, or by, beaten the up by the mob. mob. There should be more out there, yeah. but they don't have the money, A. And B, they're being told to stay back. Yeah. Um, they're being told not to do, not, not to intervene. What else? What else are you gonna do? But show up uh, because I'm, you know, it's my duty to show up. But then I'm gonna run away because I literally have no other choice. Yeah, feels like we're <laughs> going into like a society like the purge, where like it's the people are in control and we'll govern ourselves and we're gonna make we decide who gets to stay in this house and who doesn't and this, that, and the other. It's like the police have no control. Like I don't trust. <laughs> all these other people around me to make decisions about what they think is right and wrong and who should be allowed to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very scary for the people in Portland. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, iTargetPro. You know, this year has reminded us of many things, including how important it is to look after the ones we love, like we just talked about. You know, this holiday season, give the gift of safety, accuracy, and self-defense. You can give them iTargetPro, because when the government can't or won't protect your family, Self-defense is your only option, but most of us don't have time to consistently train, plus ammo has gotten really expensive. Mm -hmm. That's why iTarget was invented. Uh, You can use their proprietary app and laser bullet and train safely in the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. And iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Today, you can save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code NEWS at checkout when you go to iTargetPro.com. This is the smartest way for you to practice, and it pays for itself in just a few days. So this holiday season, give the gift that is a bullseye. (laughs) That's the letter I, TargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com, offer code NEWS. We'll be back in just a minute. 
Dictionary.com. Boy, they've been changing some things in 2020, and they have changed the definition of court packing recently. So, you know, after President Trump nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, Democrats began suggesting that Joe Biden engage in court packing, a historical term referring to President Franklin Roosevelt's failed attempt to increase the number of judges on the Supreme Court. But then Democrats began claiming that Republicans were currently packing the court, changing the definition and kind of gaslighting Americans along the way with that. What they were trying to claim was that Republicans were court packing by confirming judges to open seats. But Republicans haven't created any new judicial seats. They are just confirming Trump's choices to fill the vacant seats. So anyway, at some point between November 1st and December 1st, Dictionary.com changed the definition of court packing to fit the Democrats' new made-up definition. Attorney J.D. Graham noted the uh, definition on Twitter using the Wayback Machine to show that that definition has changed. They changed court packing now to say um, the practice of changing the number or composition of judges on a court, making it more favorable to particular goals or ideologies and typically involving an increase in the number of seats on the court. So Graham tweeted that. Dictionary.com kind of clapped back and said, language evolves, so do we. <laughs> so, now some on the right, even on the right, are saying this is a good change. Wait, do definitions change? Because I don't think full definitions change. I, I mean, even on this one, that picture, they put, like, the, the actual definition as the number two. As the sub, you know, like, yes, yep. so they even, they lessened this. They didn't just, add, I could see them adding that as a footnote mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. But that's insane. Well, I feel embarrassed because I, like, I've only been living in the U.S. like permanently for about a year now. And so I'm still learning all sorts of the lingo and things like that. And I actually, when I was reading this article this morning, I was like, mm-hmm. I thought court packing was literally just like, when the court had more conservatives or more leftists. I did it, mm. and I realized, I went, oh my gosh, if I would have gone to check right now, like, oh, what is court packing, and looked on the dictionary, I'd be like, oh yeah, I was right. Mm-hmm. Like I, but so I didn't even know, and I fell totally prey to like this whole idea, so. And the crazy thing about this too is, so before Donald Trump had the, you know, had all this like opportunity to put more uh, conservative appointed judges, um, and I don't even want to call them conservative judges. They're just cons- right. Republican-appointed judges. Right. Who knows if they're conservative or not. But before we had that opportunity, everyone was talking about Obama. All his, like, tons and tons of judges that he was uh, getting pushed through. And not at one point during that time did the dictionary police mm-hmm. say, hey, maybe we should change the, you know, the definition of this. Mm-hmm. It was only after Democrats. This, is, this thing was just being thrown out by Democrats. And that was but a lot of conservative people uh, on the right were saying, this is not the definition of court packing. You're trying to change it. We're not doing anything that's not within power. Mm-hmm. That's a huge clarification there. Mm-hmm. Because what FDR was trying to do, and the actual definition, was trying to change the Constitution to get more more uh, judges on the Supreme Court. Huge difference. Republicans did nothing outside boundaries. They weren't trying to change any letter of the Constitution. They were operating the way they were supposed to. But what Democrats want to do is they want to change the actual words so they can just add in... 20 judges on there. Right. Mm. So they can just push through whatever they want. Yeah. Right. Huge difference. It's really scary because, I mean, I just don't know what that means for our country if dictionary.com can just start changing the definitions of things right. whenever they feel like it. Yeah, that's our yeah. language. Mm-hmm. And someone else is in control of 
our language. It, when I was reading this point, I was like, oh my gosh, I have read all the books. I've read 1984, I've read Animal Farm. This is the same thing. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm living in these books, watching before my very eyes, them going, oh, I thought it was two legs good, four legs bad, or I thought it was this. Like, since when has it been changed? Since when is the language now? Now I'm confused. Yeah. You know? yeah, language and definitions <laughs> do not evolve because of culture. Right. They're just words and they have definitions. They're turning into the urban dictionary. Right. That's what they are. <laughs> yes. That's what the actual is turning into the urban dictionary. That's right. a cultural like type yeah. dictionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great point. It sounds like it literally sounds like something off out of the Babylon Bee or something. Right. It really yeah, right. does. It does. So we've got to talk about Joe Biden because he has a three pronged plan to combat the coronavirus for when he assumes he will be taking office. Mm -hmm. So let's take a listen to what he wants to do. My first hundred days is gonna require, I'm gonna ask for a masking plan. Everyone for the first hundred days of my administration to wear a mask. It will start with my signing an order on day one to require masks where I can under the law, like federal buildings, interstate travel on planes, trains and buses. I'll also be working with the governors and mayors to do the same in their states and their cities. As a new president, I'm going to speak directly to the American people and say what I'm saying now. We need your help. Wear a mask for just 100 days. It's the easiest thing you can do to reduce COVID cases, hospitalizations and death. Help yourself, your family and your community, whatever your politics or point of view. Mask up for 100 days once we take office. 100 days to make a difference. It's not a political statement. It's a patriotic act. Every time he says the 100 days, I, I keep seeing in my mind that meme that's been floating around that says Joe Biden plans to cure melanoma by keeping people out of the sun for the next 100 days. That's all I think about. Um, but, you know, most private companies are already enforcing some sort of mask mandate. There, there really aren't a lot of places that mm -hmm. you can currently go without people asking you to wear a mask. Why? I mean, by the time 100 days are up, the weather will finally be getting warmer. Do you think he's going to start giving all the credit to his mask mandate if our numbers start to go down as things warm up? Which, naturally, mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, our, our cases will go down by then. But Of course. Uh, of course he'll take credit for it. Um, Basically, what he just said is what the policy is already, which is absolutely insane. He's going to say he's going to do all these things, every single one of them. What the Trump administration's already done, mm -hmm. every single one of them. The national mandate, he said, um, where he can by law, um, which I think is a very good distinction there, because he really can't get involved in a lot of That's why I said, oh, I'm going to go to governors and mayors. Um, but where he said he could, planes, trains, Wherever they're already, doing, federal, they're right. already doing it. Yeah. Like you will not go into a federal building where there's not a mask mandate. On a plane, mask mandate. Yeah. In a freaking Uber car, there's a mask mandate. Every, every everywhere he said that's already the policy. Um, please just mask up. I think. Well, I was just looking at the major cities in America. There was a uh, it was a paper or a survey. I can't remember what it was, but they were looking at mask compliance in, in all the major cities. This goes out all over the place. Texas, California, everywhere. Um, Pretty much, they, they're averaging 95 to 97% compliance. We're all masked up all the time. Do you girls know anyone that doesn't wear a mask when they go out? No, we have to. Mm -hmm. Every, in Texas, mm -hmm. where we're all about personal liberty and freedom, the states, I mean, the cities, the city mayors, they're the, a lot of them were the ones that say, oh, we're doing our own mask mandate. 
It, it, you, you've won on the math stuff. Right. They're already doing it. Right. And don't give me that crap about just 100 days. Yeah. Are you kidding me with giving me another time frame? Right. What about 14 days to stop, stop the, the spread? spread. Right. Yes. What ha we're still, that's the longest 14 days I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. What is it going on March all the way up until now? That's a long 14 wow. days. Right. Wow, we'll wow. see how long 100 days day stretches out <laughs> Oh my be. good gosh. Yeah. Okay, so we have got more to come on the show, but first we do want to thank our sponsor, Keeps, because have you noticed your hair? It isn't looking as full as it used to. Yeah, losing your hair. It is no fun. So let's talk about your options. You Keep can go to your doctor. I, I didn't mean you, Jason. <laughs> I purposely wasn't even looking at Jason. <laughs> because yeah, you were like this. Yeah, if you're I, wasn't even, I wasn't even looking. I wasn't at all tossing my own hair. Now. Um, you can go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription. And then... Take a visit to the pharmacy and then try not to go broke just to avoid going bald. Or you can try Keeps from the comfort of your lazy boy at home. You're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers you the generic versions for about half the cost. And one thing that you're going to love about Keeps, it's all online, so you just answer a few questions, you take a few pics of your hair, a licensed doctor will review all of your information and then recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and then it's just shipped directly to your door. So. Why make those unnecessary trips to the doctor and the drugstore when you can do all of that from home? So let's get you started with a special deal. Go to keeps.com slash Y for 50% off your first order of Keeps Hair Loss Treatments. That's keeps.com slash Y. We'll be back in just a minute. Mayor Pete, he is back in the headlines, and it's because... Joe Biden is considering a very high-profile ambassadorship for Pete Buttigieg, possibly sending him to China. So wow. Axios reported that many people in the Democratic Party, they think that Buttigieg, he's only 38 years old, by the way. I, don't, I, I didn't realize he was that young. They say that he is likely to run for president again and that giving him this role yep. with China would give China the chance to kind of get familiar with a possible future president. Mm. Um, the report also said Buttigieg had wanted to be the ambassador to the United Nations, but Biden kind of passed over him for that. And Biden's really been focusing on nominating women, people of color, so he hasn't found a role for Buttigieg yet, but he's not ruling out nominating him for a senior position. So what do you think about <laughs> Pete Buttigieg being our ambassador to China? Oh, I think the first point I want to make on that is just funny. It's like you, <laughs> you think normally when you're headhunting, which is what it is when you're going after your cabinet, you know, you're, you're looking at all this array of like if you're on looking on a chart, all these qualifications, experience, all this stuff. And they have like an intersectional chart. Right. I mean, I, I think it's like the intersectional stuff is at the top. That's the very top first thing they consider. Then it's like, oh, you know, they, they fit the mold. But then they look at after that if they're qualified. It's absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um, but this is interesting. And you made the point that that I was thinking at, at, on as well was this signals to me that they have high hopes for Buttigieg. Mm -hmm. He uh, he did very well in the beginning. I I'd actually if he would have stayed in. I don't know. Maybe Biden wouldn't have gotten the nomination. He was doing that well. He did really well in Iowa. Shocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, yeah, it shocked a lot of people. But then remember, he st he went out and then boom, 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 boom. They all went out, I think, because there was a greater deal between the progressives and mm -hmm. the establishment to just hand it to Biden if Biden went further to the left. That's mm -hmm. what I think. But if Buttigieg would have st stuck by it, who knows what would have happened? But I think they saw that. They saw how well he did. And they like him. So I think that they're grooming him to take on a larger role. Maybe, you know, who knows? Not t 
probably not in 2024 because it'll either be Biden or Kamala uh, mm -hmm. probably rerunning. But um, beyond that, because like you said, he's young. Oh my gosh, I'm older than Buttigieg. That's, well, that's insane. What? That's, yeah. that's what I was wondering. Like, do you think that we should have someone with a little more experience handling this relationship with China? I mean, like I said, he's only 38, which is very young. Yeah. I don't. I don't know so much about age. I know that was a lot of people like gave Amy uh, Coney Barrett a lot of smack because of her age as well. And I, I think she's an excellent candidate, and I'm really glad she was picked. So I don't. I don't know. But I also. I'm. I don't. I'm still really trying to like gauge all of this type of stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Th th that position historically has has been seen like that. Like right. a very high profile, right. somewhere like that, or ambassador to Russia or something like that, where they want to show that they've got the experience, they got the foreign policy right. chops, especially if they're weak Does on something. Does he have? Not really. Any? No, it's usually someone with way more experience, really? which is why this is so interesting. Oh, I remember they said, I think it was George H.W. Bush, like back in the 70s, mm -hmm. they were having the same conversation. And it was, um, yes, that's how old I am. They, um, <laughs> they were having the same conversation back in the, in the 70s, because, but they didn't, he wasn't the ambassador. I think he was just on the staff or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, what do they have planned for him? But that, was, that wasn't even the ambassador. Now, oh, he's wow. getting, a 38, 39-year-old's getting shoved in as the ambassador. Wow. I mean, they couldn't telegraph it more. Get ready to see more Pete Buttigieg. Right, yeah, I don't think we've heard the last of him. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Eric Swalwell. He's saying that it's, <laughs> he's suggesting that it's a conspiracy theory that's behind that bombshell report on his ties to an alleged Chinese spy. Now, there's no evidence to support this, but he seems to think that this was payback by the Trump administration for him repeatedly attacking <laughs> President Trump over Russia. Uh, we talked about this on the show yesterday, but the alleged spy was uh, a woman named Christine Fang, and she targeted, she was from China, she targeted up-and-coming local politicians in the Bay Area and across the country who had the potential of making it big in politics down the line. She disappeared in 2015 when the FBI started trying to figure out, like, why is she hanging around so much and raising money for all of these politicians? And so anyway, they alerted Swalwell that she was not good company. He immediately cut off his ties to her. But... Again, he, he seems to suggest that he thinks the Trump administration was responsible for this story. Um, I don't, Axios said, never said the story was leaked to them. And Swalwell saying the story was leaked to you. But they never said the story was leaked to them. They just said that their story was a result of a year-long investigation. Um, one of the reporters on the byline of the Axios story is considered to be a top reporter on China and has broken major stories on China's concentration camps. So... What do you think, Jason? <laughs> I, I think it's been so funny this year where you can pick out, it's usually the person that screams the loudest with an allegation that is probably scared of that allegation because they've been guilty of it themselves. And they want to divert the attention away somehow. Um, Swalwell is one of the most vocal people that was saying that, oh, you know, he's, a, okay, he's in the House Intelligence Committee, right? So when he would go on MSNBC or CNN and say, no doubt in my mind, Russia collusion is controlled by the Russians, Russian spies, Russia, 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 people on that side were like, well, he must be telling the truth. Mm. He's on the committee, he must be telling the truth. But it turns out he sounds more guilty of what he was accusing Donald Trump of himself. I still don't know this. This report goes on to say that um, she got an intern inserted into his office. I've seen no word whether that intern is still there or not. I would assume no um, after this kind of blew up. But we still don't. We still haven't heard. But who knows how much information was being overheard during this time. Mm -hmm. then, your, then your questions go to, well... 
how was she able to get so close to Mr. Swalwell? Well, the more th this report came out, was she was having sexual relationships with Democrat mayors. It's funny how communists have so much in common with Democrats. They can right. just rub mm -hmm. elbows so easily. Um, maybe ideologically they're not that off. But um, yes, she had two, at least two sexual relationships. And I was like, okay, that girl's a honeypot. That's what she is. That's, I, that's probably how she's gotten so into all, everything that she's done. Is she was probably trained as a honeypot mm -hmm. um, or honey trap. And then you just, we, everyone was kind of wondering in the back of her mind, but what about Swalwell? Was he also a victim of that? And then he, he wasn't in that access report mentioned like that. But then later, it was again leaked that maybe a member of the House Intelligence Committee was a victim of this little honey trap thing, Swalwell. Now, that has not been confirmed because uh, I think it was a Daily Caller that re uh, said this and then reached out directly to his office. And their response was pretty funny and telling, I think. But they said, we cannot comment on that because it might be classified. Well, it's only classified if you did it, dude. Mm -hmm. If you didn't do it, you're probably pretty free to say that. No, what? Have sex with it? No, I didn't do that. I mean, this is absolutely insane. Uh, I don't think we've heard the last of this at all. I, I, who knows what else is going to come of this? Um, and it also just shows you like, who are, do the communists in China, who, do they, who are they nudging up to to get influence? Time after time again, it's the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Republicans are the only ones that have stood up against them and said, look, we've got to put our foot down. Do we think it's going to get any better under Biden? I don't think so. No. Well, and Swalwell did refuse to discuss his relationship with Fang. Imagine so. that. Hmm. All, right. <laughs> all right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. Probably because he had to put like an age restriction if he did comment right. on it. Right, yeah, exactly. NC 17. So interesting. There were 14 Fort Hood officers and soldiers that have been fired or suspended after a lot of allegations of murder, sexual assault, harassment. Um, according to the AP, the firings and these disciplinary actions, they come after an investigation into the bludgeoning death of Vanessa Guillen. She was missing for about two months before her remains were discovered, and the AP reported the news comes in the aftermath also of a year that saw 25 soldiers assigned to Fort Hood die to suicide, homicide, or accidents. Um, the Pentagon, Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy said an independent investigation concluded that the violence at Fort Hood is directly related to leadership failures. You're our military expert, Jason. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, it, that's a lot. 25 soldiers who died to suicide, homicide, or accidents in one year. Yeah, and it, it's hard to uh, put it into context if you don't live, I think, in the Texas area because a lot of the local news is reporting on this in real time as it was happening, and it sounded so bizarre. I mean, that sounds awful. 25, is that what it was? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, accidents, just going missing, um, you know, suicide. Well, there's, I mean, there's always a large amount of suicides on military bases, um, and it's tragic. And there needs to be something that needs to be done about it. But all these other things were just weird and bizarre. And a lot of them kind of circulated around, uh, like, sexual assault, sexual violence, um, <laughs> It has everything to do with leadership, in my opinion. Um, we were talking off the air earlier. Um, you know, milita military is, is awesome, it's great, um, but you have a lot of hard-charging warfighters. They need discipline. They, they need direction, they need discipline, um, and everything will go smoothly. If that falls off, bad things happen. 
and um, I'm, I'm glad something's finally being done. I hope we get more information on people directly involved mm -hmm. um, with this. I hope it's not just, oh, let's get rid of the top brass and hopefully this, this will go away because I'm sure there's a lot of people that were involved and in how this went into a complete dumpster fire. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see some action being taken. Do you think a lot of this is going on elsewhere and it's just not being reported? For sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, I remember I was a Marine. Nobody wanted to go uh, out to Okinawa and our uh, place, our, our bases over in Japan uh, because something like this was always happening. Uh, the, the bases were going full on lockdown. You know, some Marines or some other military uh, army, whatever, would do something stupid out in town. It would be, be bad, like something horrific. And then they'd go on full lockdown. They wouldn't be able to leave for a while. It, it all comes down to a lack of leadership. Um, I th you guys probably never even heard about that. Well, that was a little while ago. But you never hear about it. Um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's a problem. I don't think it's a systemic problem. Yeah. So I think, by and large, the military as a whole has it buttoned up. But sometimes things slip up, and this Fort Hood thing could be one of the bigger ones. I hope they make an, you know, a, you know, an example mm -hmm. of what happened so that everybody else can get their butts in line. Right. Okay, so our next story, Kez has the perfect shirt on for this story today. So at some point, please show everyone your shirt. Uh. This is Trump and the Space Force. So he is taking America to the next level. <laughs> okay, so keep that in mind when I read you the details about this. So there's a former Israeli space security chief that claims aliens signed a contract to do experiments here, asked not to be revealed yet, and President Trump almost spilled the beans, according to him. So this interview was given to the Jewish press in one of the largest circulations for paying newspapers in Israel. The, the gentleman, the retired Israeli general, is Hayim Eshed, and he, he was the chief of Israel's space security program for almost 30 years. And he said President Donald Trump was going to reveal their presence, but yielded to an appeal from the aliens to keep their existence under wraps until they have a chance to get humanity to the point of being mentally capable of accepting the new reality. He said they've signed a contract with the U.S. government to do experiments here on Earth to understand the fabric of the universe, and they've enlisted Earthlings to help out. He also says there's an underground base on Mars <laughs> that I guess none of us knew about. Um, so anyway... If this is supposed to be kept secret, I don't know why he's revealing this now. Yeah. But uh, we can't say anything because, you right. know, but just so you know, this aliens, but we can't say anything about it because we signed a contract. So since you're the one wearing the shirt, yeah. that's most fitting for the story. Uh, do you think he's telling the truth, Kez? You know what? I don't, I don't know what is going on there. I'm sure there is so much stuff that the government keeps hidden from us. I personally don't believe in aliens. I think if people are seeing things, I think... I personally think it's like demonic or demons and things like that. I really believe in that. I don't believe in aliens, but <laughs> you do have a, a killer shirt. You know, I, I, d go into space, let, go forth. I don't mind, but I don't believe in aliens. So I have no idea what this guy is talking about. <laughs> now, Jason, do you think that the existence of these aliens might explain all the monoliths that we keep seeing popping up? All of, I mean, we saw in Utah, I think one in California, one in Romania. Yeah, those those are weird. I don't know about that, but. Aliens are real, y'all. You, you really believe? You are yeah. a military expert, so. I, so I, before it was always just something kind of memed or you laughed at, mm -hmm. but then the, the the Department of Defense, the the Navy, the Department of Navy, they released those uh, those videos, and you have we well, now we have all those whistleblowers and the uh, there's that what was that a uh, 
Well, that, 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 uh, Harry Reid helped uh, start that, that one government program. It's still going on today. Where they have actually, physicists have actually come out on record. Uh, I can't remember. There was one really good article in a magazine that we read just recently, had all these quotes in it. But they were like, we determined that these fragments that we found on Earth did not originate from this world. I mean, it's like, I mean, there's actual, like, like this guy, I don't know about this guy, but he, like you said, he was the head of their space unit for 30 years. Yeah. He's a respected academic to this day that teaches at a university. He's a professor. Wow. It sounds out there, so I don't know about this guy. Have but you experienced I'm things yourself where you're like, I'm convinced, like, nah, like firsthand things or just stuff that you've heard? Yeah, not me personally. I mean, it's awkward to come, hmm. come forward if you've been probed or whatever. I understand. <laughs> but if you have seen aliens, if you don't want to stay on the air, I mean, we go to Leave it in the comments <laughs> down below. <laughs> yeah, you want to know? Feel free. Off, we'll, yeah. we'll talk off. Yeah, or if any of you at home have seen aliens <laughs> yeah. and you have evidence, please send it to us. We want to know. <laughs> it is really interesting. Um, the, it says the professor believed the timing was right considering how much the academic landscape has changed and how respected he is in academia. But NBC News, they tried to get comments from the White House and there was no comment. But I mean, if President ah, Trump agreed not to that's say why. anything yeah, with the, the, the contract, guys, the contract. They signed a contract. <laughs> that, was the, that was the only thing that, that sounded kind of off on it. Like, if he, if he wouldn't have kept going, mm. then I would have believed it a lot more. Like, if he just, with his credentials and if he just would have said it happened, I would have been more inclined to believe it. But then he said the Galactic Federation. Like, he's, it was like he was reading a script from Star Trek. The Galactic right. Federation. Like the aliens call themselves the Galactic Federation? Yes. Well, that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he says there are alien representatives living and working alongside American astronauts. So, I don't know. Keep your eyes and ears open. We've got to go to break. But again, if you have evidence, send it to us. <laughs> we'll be right back. My husband always makes me watch those documentaries. Uh, what yeah. do, you, do you believe in aliens? I don't. All right, on the show yesterday, we asked you, will you be spending the holiday with family and friends or will you be socially isolating due to COVID? And 92.4% of you, a shout out, said family and friends. That <laughs> makes me happy to hear. What about you guys? Yeah, good. I, I, that, that fits. There's probably a small percentage that, you know, they had legitimate concerns because yes. you have like a 90-year-old mm -hmm. grandma in your household. And I would probably do it the same, but mm -hmm. we didn't. So we spent it with our family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. There's no other way. All right, our question for today, it is, do you think Texas Supreme Court case will overturn the results of the election? I personally do not. That's not to say they don't have a case, but just at this point, I don't believe anyone will be held accountable for anything. After mm -hmm. everything we've mm -hmm. seen, whether it's Biden, Hunter Biden, all that stuff, they just get away with it. And it's yeah. almost like the bad guys always win in this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that if the Supreme Court did overturn the election or whatnot, there would be so much rioting and mayhem and oh, havoc bet. in the country that it's almost like just so that all the people don't kick up a hissy fit just for like the calmness of the country, we'll just leave it as it is. And because it makes you wonder if that's how they would rule just for, uh, for right. that reason. Because conservatives, Trump supporters aren't going to go in the street and burn their cities down. They're just not. Right. I'll I'm, just suck it up. I have a feeling someone you know, though, if that ha did happen, would be right in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So please, I don't know. <laughs> well, this was so much fun. If people want to follow you, where can they go, Jason? At Jason Butchel. It gets wild up in there. All right. And Kez, what about you? You can follow me on Croxon on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And your husband, too, Elijah Schaefer. Yes. He's got an amazing YouTube channel yeah, as well. Yeah, he does. And he is the one covering all of those 
mm-hmm. catastrophic events and like right in, in the, the streets. Yeah, right yeah. in the middle. So we really appreciate him. But mm-hmm. thank you guys for being on. And for those of you who aren't able to be with your family and friends for the holidays, our heart goes out to you because we know this has been a rough year. Yeah. So oh, yeah. hopefully you can FaceTime Zoom, all that good stuff. But all right, thanks for watching. And again, if you've got any alien information, <laughs> I'm at that. Hillary Kennedy on Twitter. <laughs> you can DM me. I want to know. <laughs>